Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, we get into uh, probably the biggest economics news of the week, and that is uh, the budget that came through from uh, the Finance Minister Enoch Gondongwana on Wednesday. Uh, that is the 2023 national budget coming off of the 2023 uh, State of the Nation address. Uh, that was given by uh, President Soramaposa about uh, two weeks ago. So now, you know, looking at some of the uh, nitty-gritty details. Uh, so to help us to, you know, review the budget a little bit, but with the special attention on the energy side of things, today we are joined by Hloni uh, Pizwe uh, Mtolo, who is uh, the country chair for Shell Companies South Africa. Tony Pizzo, greetings to you. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. I think a good place for us to start for today, I think Shell is one of those uh, companies uh, that uh, people um, know in and around South Africa, certainly big brand in the oil and gas sector. And uh, most people will know the yellow and red branding um, around the country. Uh, But perhaps you could give us just a little bit of insight before we get into the budget itself around, um, you know, what is meant when we say Shell companies in South Africa. Africa. Yeah, so we have a, a number of businesses in country. Uh, to start with, uh, we have uh, uh, what is uh, known as uh, retail or mobility. Uh, and that side of our business uh, is the side that has uh, uh, the retail uh, service stations that everybody sees uh, uh, on the daily basis on, on our roads. So that is one of the businesses that we have and probably the biggest business that we have in South Africa at the moment. But we also have uh, other businesses where we um, have commercial businesses. We also have uh, a businesses, a business in lubricants, uh, lubricants blending and lubricants marketing. We also have uh, an, an interest uh, in the upstream side of, of, of things. So these uh, businesses form uh, the group of companies that uh, we operate in South Africa. All right. I I think we at least get, uh, you know, a nice sense of uh, what that business looks like, uh, the retail side of things and then the lubricants, um, you know, side of things. So, you know, firmly within oil and gas. So for yourself, maybe we can get into the budget itself now. Um, Your general impressions first, before getting into the energy side of things, how did you find it? Um, You know, what stood out to you? Yeah, I think I think um, you know taking into account uh, where we are as a, as a nation, where we are as a country, and where our economy is, uh, there was great care uh, taken by the minister uh, and his team to give us a a balanced uh, budget. So, from a shell point of view, uh, we welcome the budget uh, that was presented by uh, Minister Kudongwan. So we need to uh, take this uh, in the perspective of uh, uh, this uh, uh, budget is being presented in, a, in, in a, a, a time where there are many challenges that are facing the country. You know, some of the challenges uh, are things like the load shedding that uh, we are all experiencing. 
Uh, and the problem with the uh, load shedding is that uh, it, it, it is a, a major a negative impact on economic growth. Uh, for, the, for the country to grow its economy, you have to have a constant reliable supply of power. Uh, in the absence of this, uh, uh, the, the economy is challenged. The minister also touched on the infrastructure investments, which are, uh, we are in full support of. Uh, as Shell, uh, also the fuel uh, to fuel the country, we rely heavily on the road, rail, and the pipeline infrastructure. And we've seen the infrastructure being damaged as a result uh, from the floods in KZN and so on. So uh, investing on infrastructure is very, very important for us uh, as a company. And we believe that it's very important for the country and its economy. We also need to bear in mind that uh, what we do and the fuel that we supply supports a number of businesses uh, as we tran uh, to transport goods uh, like food, medical supplies, and other things. So this is key for us. And uh, from that point of view, we really and truly uh, welcome the tone of the budget. We also welcome uh, the allocation of funds to uh, combat criminal acts because uh, um, uh, the criminality in the country is also a huge negative uh, um, uh, constraint uh, just from uh, an economic growth, also from the image of the country. Uh, it, it impacts on things like uh, uh, tourism and investment, uh, uh, more importantly. Uh, and overall, we, were, we, we thought the, 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 the budget was, uh, was very balanced. You know, just uh, just listening to you speaking, Shoni uh, Peasway, there's uh, you can you can see that as a company, there are so many different um, things that you guys are looking at from a uh, from a budgeting point of view and also at the same time, just so many considerations uh, because I think from the outside. You don't. You'd think that uh, as an oil and gas, you know, type of operation, that yeah, your concerns would only be um, on that side of things. But uh, it sounds like you know, in totality, you have to look at everything because everything um, has uh, you know some type of an impact um, on Shell's business in South Africa. Could you talk to us then? Um, a little bit around, um, you know, the pronouncements around energy. Do you see things heading in, uh, can I call it a good direction or a, or a progressive direction when it comes to, you know, energy provision? Because here we're not only looking at oil and gas, but like you highlighted, um, load shedding, electricity, power outages being probably a huge issue that is affecting everyone. And I can imagine that it's something that is affecting um, Shell's business in South Africa as well. Yeah, no, thanks for that. You know, directionally, I think uh, the budget is pointing uh, 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 correctly. You know, the minister touched uh, on a number of key uh, challenges and some of the initiatives that uh, they have implemented. You know, he spoke about uh, Operation Volidle uh, to cap these challenges. One of the issues that's the biggest issue, uh, uh, rather, that we see uh, uh, from a Shell point of view is uh, the pace and speed of execution. If we can improve on this, we can absolutely then say we are on the right track. 
We, at the moment, are not entirely happy with uh, how quickly, as a country and as government, uh, 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 things get executed. Because it is important that uh, you, you say the right things, but also support those right things uh, with uh, execution. And this is an area that is uh, challenging in, in most of times. Uh, you know, um, I've spoken about uh, the areas that I think uh, um, this budget will benefit from, uh, from what the minister touched on. But uh, if we as a country are not ready to tackle these things, we will be, uh, be found wanting. And, uh, you know, as I said, uh, the big thing uh, for us as a company is that uh, uh, the budget will support uh, the growth in the economy and it will support uh, further investments because uh, uh, the fact that we are in the country and we've been in the country for about 120 years, uh, it does not mean that we don't, we don't continue to invest, but we need to invest in a, in a market that uh, has policies and uh, a structure that is conducive for investment that will allow a return on investment and allow uh, for growth. So that is very important for us. The best thing um, about the way that you are framing this, Sloni uh, Pizwe, is around... Um the fact that Shell is, uh, you know, a foreign direct investor in South Africa and also a company that has been around for more than the 100 years that you're talking about articulating uh, those considerations from a business point of view. We often hear around how policy and policy pronouncements can have consequences around, um, around investment, consequences around uh, sentiment, I think those are those are some of the big things. So hearing you saying how, as Shell, you guys are looking at or receiving uh, some of these pronouncements is actually quite interesting. And I'm pretty sure that uh, there are a number of corporates around the country that are also looking at things with similar views or with similar considerations in their mind. And execution, like you said, many well-intentioned plans but uh, execution tends to be, um, you know, where things sometimes tend to fall short. So just against that background, then, when it comes to specifically the execution piece of things, what are some of the things that uh, perhaps you guys want to see on the ground as business, right, to actually show that things are progressing or being executed in the right way? Are there any markers in the ground that you'd like to see? There are a number of things, and, and, and I'm going to try and focus on uh, uh, the business of today. So uh, the president uh, announced uh, um, during uh, his uh, uh, State of the Nation, he announced uh, you know, the implementation of the state of disaster. And from that, one of the drivers was that um, he would like to see that things are done quickly, and the state of disaster is supposed to allow for that. Uh, but since then, we have not had a lot in terms of what does that look like? What are the things that are going to be facilitated by uh, the, uh, the state of disaster? So those are the examples of saying that uh, let's, let's get moving. You know, let's make pronouncements, but uh, support this pronouncement uh, uh, with actions. I mean, I think uh, uh, the president said a lot of uh, positive things. 
The Minister of Finance said a lot of positive things. So from these things, then uh, let's now start uh, uh, the process of implementation. But what I must uh, commend uh, the Minister on, uh, the Minister of Finance on, was the fact that on a number of uh, uh, the items that were mentioned, uh, there was dates uh, that were linked to it, which is a good thing because you start saying that we will implement this by the state. Then we know that there's going to be movement. We will implement that by that date. Uh, that is very encouraging. But uh, that should also be applicable to all the other elements of the issues that are being spoken about because we cannot afford uh, uh, to have this uh, extended uh, energy crisis uh, when it comes to uh, uh, power. So we have to be clear in terms of policy uh, around uh, where we are going, but we also have uh, to really start acting. We really have to start uh, implementing things. And I think uh, uh, that will go a long way in terms of boosting confidence for us as citizens in the country, but also for the international community. The big thing that uh, I personally would urge uh, government to do is a lot more engagement with stakeholders. But this engagement does not necessarily need to uh, then delay uh, implementation. Because if you don't engage, you might be losing some key elements of uh, uh, potential solutions uh, that you need. But also you need your social partners to be on board with you as you uh, implement the initiatives and the solutions uh, that, that, that you are talking about. So engagement is absolutely important. And uh, the, the key uh, stakeholders that uh, uh, government uh, should consider here is uh, the social partners that uh, the president is always uh, uh, talking about. Uh, uh, largely business uh, and, 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 and labor and, and, and the country at large. We have to be engaging because um, at the moment there's a lot of, uh, I don't know what word to use here, but there's a lot of different views and uh, uh, views that are not helping uh, progress. But if we start pronouncing on the views that uh, uh, will take the country forward and make sure that there's buy-in uh, from important uh, stakeholders, it will make uh, the functioning of, of, of government a, a lot better. And it will make us as a country to get on top of these challenges a lot quicker and uh, uh, with a lot more drive because the support behind them. The engagement is certainly is certainly key, um, especially when it comes to um, trying to solve some of these big problems. Uh, you need buy-in from uh, some of those different stakeholders uh, to actually make sure that at least, uh, you know, the plans and implementation are going to go as intended. And it's also just important to understand what the actual market requires. At the moment, at least things are simple enough to understand the fact that load shedding is something that everyone does not want. And uh, if we are going to be sticking to that uh, theme of load shedding, then um, one of the key things I'm curious about is to understand how a company like Shell is mitigating um, the impact of uh, load shedding on its business in South Africa. Um, I tend to follow a lot of your telecoms companies, and we've heard just around uh, the issues they're facing um, when it comes to trying to keep their networks alive putting in batteries, putting in uh, diesel generators. I think some of the numbers that have come out is that 
and MTN is spending, you know, 400,000 um, liters of, uh, of fuel per month. And I think Vodacom is probably double that. So at least from the outside, you'd be saying to yourself, oh, okay, so Shell must be great because you guys are an oil and gas company. It's great. You guys can just use your own, <laughs> your own diesel and the like. Um, is, that, uh, is that perception uh, on the mark, off the mark? Are we you know, reading the situation wrong? How are you guys being uh, um, affected? Yeah, that, 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 that perception is not entirely uh, correct that because um, uh, we supply uh, diesel, so life is easy for us. Uh, not at all. I'll start with uh, our um, uh, retailers who are small businesses that operate our retail uh, service stations. These uh, retailers are very reliant on, um, on, on, the, on the grid as, as a starting point because uh, without uh, electricity, we can't fuel vehicles. Uh, without electricity, we can't sell in the shops. So as a start, that, that weighs heavily on uh, uh, the businesses that are, that, uh, uh, that, that are operating these service stations. And they are at the moment, uh, a lot of them are uh, using uh, generators. Uh, when uh, the, the grid is down, they are using generators to, to do these things that I'm talking about. But to do that, they have to purchase the diesel. What we have done as Shell uh, in South Africa, uh, as part of uh, our many priorities, is that um, uh, in last year, we've started putting, putting solar panels on at least 30% uh, of uh, our retail uh, service stations. This uh, does uh, a number of things for us. The two important things that it does, that it firstly reduces the, the reliance uh, on, uh, on the grid, but also it frees up some space on the grid, if I may call it that. But at the same time, it uh, is very important for our own ambitions around uh, decarbonization and, and the, the reduction of uh, uh, the carbon footprint. So this, this journey of decarbonization and uh, of uh, moving into, uh, into greener energy is very important to us. We are also looking further than that because we are looking at, uh, from a decarbonization point of view, we're lo looking at uh, introducing uh, biofuels uh, in the market and we are getting ready that by the end of this year uh, we'll be blending biofuels into our, uh, some of our products again this is very important uh, in terms of decarbonization and ensuring that uh, uh, things keep moving in the right direction so this energy topic is, is a huge topic for us because uh, you know when, when we talk energy in South Africa we, we, we think a lot about electricity but uh, um, liquid fuels is a big part of uh, of energy as well. And we have to be doing the right things around uh, liquid fuels at the same time. Um, those are some of the things that we are doing. But um, also, if I can share with you on a social front, what we did last year, uh, which um, we believe is also going to add uh, to what uh, government is doing or to help and support the government on, on, on their own agenda, is that we took 200 households 
in in and around uh, the export area in in KZN. On this household, they were not on the grid, so they were not um, being supplied with electricity from the grid. Uh, and we sort of uh, installed uh, solar panels on 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 these households, two hundred of these households, to enable them to access energy. And that's our access to energy program. And uh, again, it it helps with decarbonisation. It helps with uh, uh, moving the country in terms of uh, getting more people uh, having access uh, uh, to the energy system. So these are some of the things that are, are very, very important to us around the topic of, uh, of, of energy. And uh, sticking to this issue of uh, energy, but backtracking a little bit because we had now um, started touching quite a bit on solar um, as a way to mitigate the impact. We started off, uh, you know, that last section talking about diesel and uh, your own use of diesel and uh, the fact that you have your retail partners and the small business, um, uh, small businesses that are operating some of your retail locations using diesel to continue to run those services stations during power outages um, there has been you know this uh, inkling or sense of a diesel shortage could you give us some insight because we're not all in the energy sector we don't all understand the nitty-gritties behind the scenes um, so just to understand what's been happening to give people this sense of uh, of uh, uh, of a diesel shortage and if that's something that's uh, likely going to be an issue going forward yeah, that's that's a very important uh, question, and and uh, the sort of the anxiety that exists uh, in the public domain uh, as far as diesel shortage is concerned uh, sometimes can be worrisome. So you know, from from what we see and from where we are at the moment, we do not have a a diesel shortage in the country. We are supplying uh, diesel uh, adequately. We are importing uh, uh, diesel adequately. And some of the uh, players in the market are sort of refining diesel. And uh, there is, at the moment, uh, um, sufficient uh, uh, supplies of diesel. However, I must add that uh, in December 2021, no one predicted that in a few months' time there would be uh, Russia would invade Ukraine. So, while I say this, that at the moment we we see things as uh, uh, sufficient and uh, adequate supply. I don't uh, uh, though have a crystal ball to tell what's going to happen tomorrow, and nobody does. So as, as things stand, the country is okay from that point of view. And as Shell, we'll continue to do the best that we can to import uh, diesel into the country. We have what we call uh, global trading networks where um, throughout the globe we have uh, 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 supply of the products that we bring into the country. And we'll continue doing that. I'm pretty sure that at this point, given the fact that, um, you know, we're talking about um, what happened last year with the supply chain constraints, um, as well as, uh, yeah, the supply chain constraints, um, the fact that, okay, fine, you are assuring us that uh, there is adequate supplies of diesel. This one is a curiosity for myself, but I'm pretty sure that I'm asking something that's on, you know, you know, many people's minds, you know, because we are talking to Shell, people will be asking themselves, you know, what is happening with the prices? Are we ever going to go back 
uh, you know, to some of the prices that uh, we saw for fuel before we even got into COVID-19, before we got into this Russia-Ukraine war? That's a very, very difficult question. And uh, it's a question that is uh, top of mind with, uh, with many of us. I, I wonder as well whether we will get to that point because the price of uh, uh, fuel in the country is heavily dependent on what happens um, in the global markets as far as crude oil is concerned. The price is also very dependent in terms of how does our um, currency perform against uh, global currencies. So these are some of the very important uh, uh, contributors to what happens to, uh, to, to the price to the pricing that we see uh, in the market. And as I said earlier on, that is very difficult to predict. We all uh, hope that uh, uh, the conflict that is happening between Ukraine and, and Russia will come to an end. And we are holding our thumbs that um, when that happens, uh, the prices will stabilize, but it is very difficult to predict. Yeah, certainly difficult to predict. And like you said, we hope that that conflict does come to an end for the sake of fuel prices. But uh, I guess more importantly, for the lives that have been lost, uh, you know, because of that ongoing war. It's really been great uh, engaging with you about uh, the energy situation in the country, uh, Loni Pizzo. And I was just wondering as we end off, if there's anything else, uh, you know, that piqued your interest um, when it when it came to the budget. I think um, earlier on at the beginning, you know, you did mention a number of different factors that you were looking at. Uh, not too sure if there's anything that you left out or if you have anything to say just around your outlook um, for the country. No, thank you very much for that. I, th- I think what uh, 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 is of interest to us uh, is uh, the announcements that uh, were made by the minister, uh, which we thought were positive, around uh, um, the fuel levy. I think it was a welcome uh, gesture that uh, there would be no um, increase uh, uh, around this, because that will contribute uh, positively, again, uh, on what we just spoke about in terms of uh, pricing. But but uh, in general, I think we've, we've, we've covered uh, uh, all that is important to us. And we were also encouraged uh, uh, by gesture uh, that uh, the minister and his team have extended uh, around uh, tax incentives when it comes to the um, installation of uh, solar PV panels, uh, as well as uh, the incentive uh, for businesses uh, that uh, uh, commit to the cost of renewable energy assets. So that for us is is very important and is going in the right direction. And the other important uh, piece is what I mentioned to you, that we are really urging government to really um, expedite uh, the the implementation of all of this. And lastly, uh, for myself, uh, um, is to just... uh, continue to send uh, our hearts uh, out uh, to the people of uh, uh, Turkey and Syria who suffered uh, uh, through the terrible earthquake that, 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 that happened uh, in, in that part of, of the world. But uh, really and truly, thank you for having us uh, this morning. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity to be talking to you. 
So that's been it. Very fascinating conversation uh, around uh, uh, what's going on in the energy sector off of the back of uh, the budget speech uh, by Finance Minister Inogondongwana on Wednesday. A lot of uh, positivity coming out. And, uh, you know, today we're getting a view from uh, one of the large corporates in the country operating in the oil sector, just around how how that particular speech was uh, received. Uh, a lot of positive uh, notes that are being noted by uh, Mr. Mtolo and his team, uh, particularly around uh, some of the incentives for taxes. Um, I think there's a big one around uh, solar, uh, but you know the biggest concern uh, continues to be around uh, load shedding and just making sure that yes, the right messages are being uh, are being sent out, the right statements are being made, uh, but execution. Is is going to be key. Um, Mr. Mtolo just noting the fact that at least some of the pronouncements made by the minister have been coming with dates and uh, at least that's good from an accountability point of view because people can always go back and say, oh, but you guys said you'd do this by such and such a date. So hopefully that means that from an execution point of view uh, we will be seeing uh, better um, uh, from uh, the government in terms of trying to solve uh, what is perhaps the biggest issue issue for for people in and around the country right now i think uh, as we're recording this um, we are finding ourselves at a perpetual stage six of load shedding which means um, your electricity is out for you know up to nine and a half hours if not 11 hours uh, per day um, which is actually quite a dire situation and we're then hearing that even for an oil and gas company like shell there are big ramifications because you have a retail network uh, that needs to continue to operate and those operations are being done on the back of uh, diesel generators that uh, whose uh, supply has to be uh, sourced uh, by those business owners which has um, uh, huge ramifications when it comes to the overall cost of operating but also just uh, looking uh, you know hopefully at uh, everything else uh, that was said by the minister and uh, you know Stamtrolo just saying that on the whole it it is positive, but uh, once again, the execution will be key. Thank you so much. We were talking at Tloni Pizwe, um, Tolo, who is uh, the chair of Shell Companies in uh, South Africa. Tloni Pizwe, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, sir. Thank you. This is Mudiwa's Take. Once again, execution uh, at uh, the fore of uh, discussions around government and all of its uh, different plans is sending across the right messages. But I think South Africa, South Africans, South African businesses have learned over the years that it's uh, it's one thing to say the right thing, but quite another to do um, you know the right things to back up what has been said. So we wait to see how things are going to progress over time. Hopefully, the dates that have been set as part of these pronouncements are some of the things that people will be looking at and uh, hopefully we'll have execution against that. Going forward, we keep saying this week in and week out that load shedding continues to be the biggest thing that does need to be solved because it's having huge consequences across the economy. Today, we're talking to an energy company that is struggling because of 
energy uncertainty in the country and uh, you know i think that should show people just how uh, deep the situation is because uh, on a consumer level we all understand how bad uh, the issue of load shedding is but when you have one of the largest oil and gas operators in the world that's been operating in south africa for more than a hundred years saying that this load shedding thing is really impacting our business then it shows you because you know like like we were saying it would be easy fine maybe not easy but one would think that a company like that would be okay they would just be able to run their own generators off of their own supply uh, but mr mtola letting us know that no that is not the case so load shedding definitely uh, a big issue that continues and needs to be solved and especially now that we have all of these different revelations coming out um, around uh, escom uh, andre de Reta, the, the the allegations that is made through this big interview the, the reaction of the government trying to find a new CEO uh, for the organization. Against all of that stuff, we were to see what happens. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.